Welcome back to A Waste of Time with Peaches and Cream. Today, I love how you lower your voice for that <laughs> yeah, intro. <I> <laughs> uh, dramatic. Joining us today is Terrence. And he has some hard-hitting oh, yeah? questions. And he wants to so dig deep on life. Hitting questions. In episode 72. That's what we're on right yep. now. Episode 72 of the podcast. Uh, we got. I only have two... Uh, two topics. We'll see if they'll take the whole time. They might, might not. We'll see. Um, but you got anything to say, or you want to just jump into it? Let's go. Let's go. Let's All right. Run. All right. So, my question is: I was thinking today, and I've always felt pretty comfortable with this question. But then today, I realized, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I would answer. Yeah. What do you? What do you want? With what? Like, what do you with your life? Like, what do you? What do you want? I don't even know. I, I don't know what I want. Right. I, Why are I you asking me? Because like I, I asked myself this question. Are you trying to give and me like, a midlife crisis right now? <laughs> no. The opposite. The opposite yeah. of a <laughs> You would have prevent I'm one. i give you a midlife revelation. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, no, but I was just thinking, like, what do, ultimately, what do I want? You know? Yeah. Just head in a direction so i know what why i'm doing what i'm doing okay and so asking myself like if i could just like make a statement what what am i trying to do right now and this doesn't have to be what i'm gonna do for the rest of my life like a like a personal mission statement yeah kind of like for right now okay uh and so very simply and very vaguely as well i might add uh i thought I want to make enough money that I don't have to worry about it ever again uh-huh. without sacrificing my happiness or health. Like that's ultimately right now, that should be like my mission because after I have enough money that I don't have to worry about it without having sacrificed my happiness or health, then I can be like, okay, now what do I want? Now that I have this money, what's my, what's my new mission that I don't have to worry now that I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. And so that's like my thing <laughs> that yeah. I want right now. And now I know like, okay, I just need to do stuff that makes that happen. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so uh, do, you, do you have anything off the top of your head? Anything that's going through your mind? I'm going to build an empire and take over the galaxy. Similar to that one uh you Genesis guy, that that uh, that guy in Indiana, that sperm donor guy. No, 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 not like him, like Darth Vader. <laughs> not that kind of. Oh, uh, Darth Vader didn't build an empire, did he? I'm not super. I'm gonna well take over Star another Wars. empire. <laughs> there we go. I don't know much about Star Wars. Uh, what? I don't, dude. I don't really know what I'm doing with my life. I mean, I know exactly what I'm doing with my life, but like, it's not like I have like this really crazy long-term plan or anything like I just I like there's things that I like I, I I guess I don't think about life in the way of like like this is what I want or this is like you know what I mean mm-hmm. for me there's like things that I know and things that I don't know yeah and so there's like like one of the things I know is that I'm gonna be a happier individual when i'm 60 
or older, like when I'm older, I think I'm going to be a happier person if I have kids than if I don't. Yeah. If you have what? Children. Okay. 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 Like if I have, if I like have a kid and I raise them and you know what, maybe raising the kid doesn't turn out well, but. (laughs) <laughs> maybe I'm, you raised Darth Vader. <laughs> maybe I raised Darth Vader. But I'd be proud. I would be proud. Um I just so like like no no I I guess how I would okay, actually actually this is how I do my life. This is this exactly right here is how I make almost every life decision. And it's kind of messed okay. up. All right. <laughs> I ask myself like am I going to regret it if I don't do it? Right. And if I say, yeah, I'm going to regret it, then I do it. See, I feel like that is something that's not messed up, dude. I feel like that's right. But the tough thing is how do you know you're not tricking yourself? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, I probably that's where you that's where it gets tough but i try not to think about it you know like (laughs) like for example when i was um when i was like 23 or something Mm -hmm. uh i like went to grad school like i like went part-time on my job and then like i went back to school and it was all because when i was working i was thinking like my life is gonna get past me and i'm not i'm never gonna go back to school and i want to go back to school Right. And so it, but the question was like, if I don't go do it, am I going to regret it? And the answer was yes. So I was like, okay, then I need to go do it. And so it's like that way with having a kid. If I don't do it, I'm going to regret it down the road. So I have to give it a try. Same with having chickens. If, if <laughs> like I don't have chickens, I'm going to regret it. And so that's like, I don't know. That's just how I do it. Right. So I think that that works for specific situations. Cause like, I agree. And I, th- but I think that like, think about this. What if when I was, when we just graduated college, right. Yeah. And I was offered to like go to Turks and Caicos. What if I was afraid to go to Turks and Caicos? So I told myself I would regret not getting my life started right out of college. You know what I mean? Because, like, as a 22-year-old, no. I know that sounds crazy right now as a 30-year-old, right? But as a 22-year-old, you're thinking, like, oh, now's life. Like, this is the this is the time, you know? As a 22-year-old, you're fully thinking, like, if I don't start now, I'll be behind. Well, I feel, I like, like, I feel like you would have felt like you would have regretted it if you didn't go to Turks. Only if I wasn't scared. Right. I wasn't scared to go to Turks. And so I went to Turks. But if I was scared oh, to go to Turks, that no, I, would have manifested yeah. in, oh, I would have justified and been like, no, I, I'll regret not getting started. That no, would would have been how my fear would have. I only ask myself that question when I'm afraid of something. So, like, I was afraid to go to school. And I was afraid to, like, make the choice to try to have kids. You know what I mean? Like I ask mm-hmm. myself those things when I know that I'm afraid. Like when I'm afraid of something, I say, 
I look at myself in the mirror when I get out of the shower with nothing but a towel on. And well, paint the picture, paint the picture. <laughs> the mirror is foggy, and I use my hand to wipe a semi-oval, and then it fogs up real quick again. And then I got to wait 10 minutes and do it again. And then I look at myself in the mirror with nothing but a towel on, and my feet are cold because it's tile. Uh-huh. And I say, you're afraid. Oh, man. Yeah. That's lucky, though, because for me, I don't know at all when I'm afraid. This is a very recent realization. Really? Yeah. Because, you know, everyone's been afraid before. Like, you know, you see a, a big animal and you're like, your heart starts racing, you know? Yeah. And in that moment, you know, like, you you know, like, I'm afraid of that animal. Or like you're going into line and getting on a roller coaster and you're like, oh, boy, I am afraid. You know, you can feel yeah. that. And so that's for me. I've always thought like that's what fear is. I'm afraid of stuff. And when I'm afraid, that's how I'll feel. But I never feel that way in regular life, like at all. Oh, it's a different fear. It's not it's it's we're using the same word for two different feelings. Right. And so I was using that word and not understanding that there was different feelings. Yeah. And not under like even still I when I find out I'm afraid of something, it's not because I have felt anyway it's because i've made some logical conclusion uh-huh it's like for example if if i know i want to do something but i haven't done it then i know that i'm afraid to do it. like there for me there's no more <laughs> there's no more looking into it like i want to travel the world the reason i haven't traveled the world is because i was afraid to quit my job yeah right i could have told I you that. Done that last year i could have told right. you that right now right but see i didn't recognize that because like for me in my mind it's like oh no i need to save up some money (laughs) right yeah (laughs) like there's always a reason why it's justified and so because there's a justification because there's a a logic behind it then i don't see it as fear because i'm like oh no it's logical and so i've real recently realized that i've been hiding behind my my logic as a, a shield from like doing things I'm afraid of. And I didn't realize that until like oh. super recently. Like I, I thought if there is a plausible justification, justification, then I'm not, not, not afraid. I'm just logical, but that's not how it is. I'd you like, can be yeah. logical and afraid. I've like broken this feeling down in my head. Cause I've, I've gone through it a couple times. So like, like the, the, the one th- this, this feeling always happens with decisions that you can't go back on. Like, that's like the first thing. It's always a decision. Like, like if I'm like, let's say I choose to go to a restaurant and I get there and I see that they're full of staff, I can go next door. So you never get that feeling with those kinds of decisions. Like when you can like repivot or like if you say like oopsie, like there's no oopsies, right? Like, like, (laughs) like these are like forks in the road that are there's like no going back right Mm -hmm. and so that's the first thing it's always those kind of decisions and then the second thing is it always feels the same way it feels like you're going up on a ledge and you like have to you like have to jump off of it is like what it feels like see this is what i'm saying man i don't get that feeling 
at all. Really? Like when I quit my job, there was for me no hesitation. There was nothing in my head. Like I had just made the decision. Yeah. And then I did it. There was there was nothing there. There was no ledge feeling. There was no like this is it. After I do this, is the commitment. It was just like send send email. <laughs> like it was. And, wow. and so that's what I'm saying. It's very hard for me. Oh, I didn't know, know that. that feeling. It's really hard for me to understand oh. that. Like, oh, I'm not doing this because I'm afraid. Because I don't get any feeling. There's no emotion behind it. It's just like some protective logical mechanism in my head that stops me from doing stuff. And so I have to find it by using logic. I have to find it by saying like, I want to travel. And I'm not traveling. Oh, like because you, of those two things. You don't even like recognize it. You're saying that you're like a robot and you're like beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. And I'm then... trying to figure out my functioning. <laughs> like that's it. I'm a robot trying to figure out the code in my in my head. <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy. Because for me, I feel like I go up on this ledge and I'm like looking down and I know that there's no getting back up on the ledge. Like I got to jump. And then I like look up to Jesus and I say, Jesus, like, take the wheel. Like take you're wheel. you're in you're in charge, bro. Like you're like, oh, like man. this is it. Like I'm gonna jump because I know I have to. And like we're gonna see how this goes. And then I jump and it's like, dude, like the fir- it's like uh it, it it's like it feels like you are like no parachute. Dude, when you're falling for the first, because it takes like a day, like a whole day for you to realize like what the hell you just did to your life. Like you just like, you just like went, like you just like reestablished an entirely new direction in your life. I mean, the whole first day that you do that, it's just like a total wild experience. See, like. That's the thing. That's how I. That's how I feel in my in my head. It that's is how I feel like it should feel. That's how I feel like it should. Yeah. And so that's why in my mind I've always thought, oh, I'm not afraid of anything. Nothing makes me afraid because I never get that feeling. Yeah. So I'm even thinking back to like when I quit my job in Mexico and I only had one month left on my visa to get another job in Mexico, or I would be stranded in Mexico with no money and no visa. Yeah. And so when I quit my job then. I didn't think at all. Like, I, it didn't, like, like, I knew logically, oh, man, this is going to be rough. But, like, I wasn't worried at all. The decision was just made. But the thing is, I know that it would have been made earlier if I wasn't afraid. So, like, the way I register fear oh. is just in logical justifications. So I don't have any feeling towards it. It's just like, oh, no, you need money. Even if I, like, don't necessarily need money yeah the justification will be like oh no you need money so you have to do that and so that's how fear happens in my head and so i have to catch myself making these like logical just justifications and once i do that oh you have like like, you have like cognitive dissonance on your fear yeah 100 i'm totally separated from it oh like you have like there's like something in between you and the fear yeah. Like there's like some like part of your subconscious that I don't know like where that stems from, but like it just like sits there. <laughs> and like any time that that fear tries to open the door and scare you, 
it like closes the door and it's like, no, 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 we're, we're all good here. You know? Right. My, my fear is pretending like it's like a, a machine and printing out logical notes to oh, me. Printouts. And I read them like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But it's not telling me it's fear, right? It's just hiding behind this door, giving, sliding notes under. So and your subconscious like, yeah, is me... propagandizing you. Yes, 100%. <laughs> but, like, I didn't know that until, oh my until, like, five months ago. Really? And, and the, way I, the way I found out, the way I think I might have had this pot conversation with you on the Why? podcast. Did, but I was like, did someone call you and they were like, Neo, <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> no, know. no, no. What happened was I just started thinking about how often I make mistakes or fail. And this is going to sound crazy, but it's like never. Yeah. <laughs> like You're just too like, calculated. Like, I'm not just too calculated. I just realized like that can't be right. Like I started actually thinking about it. I was like, when, when do I like make mistakes? When does that happen? Like make just bad decisions. And I started realizing it's like never. Like I just never make bad decisions. And once I realized I never made bad decisions, I realized like that can't be right. I, I have to be making bad decisions. The only possible way I could only make good decisions if I don't make any decision I'm not 100% comfortable with. And then I was like, uh, I'm stopping myself from making any decision that could could possibly carry risk. Oh, you're you're messing with me now. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. <And> so <laughs> people, people Why are always you say doing like this. People always say, like, Terrence, are you afraid of failure? People are, are you afraid of failure? That question's, maybe you're afraid of failure. I and am I was like, very oh, afraid not. of failure. See, you yeah. know that. I did not, because I was like, I can fail and not be affected by it at all. Yeah. It wasn't until I realized I wasn't failing that I realized that I must be afraid of failure because I'm going out of, like, if I wasn't afraid of failing, then I would possibly fail, like, 50% of the time. Yeah, I would be totally willing to try things with an equal amount of failure <laughs> involved, but I don't fail at all, which means I don't do things where I could fail, right? And so, like, for example, I joined a dance class, and I did not join the highest level of the dance class. I joined the worst level of the dance class, and I was the best one then. Oh, no dude, question. You're, you're totally, you're messing with me. <laughs> and so, if I was really comfortable with failing... I would have just jumped in to the highest and they would have been like, you're not good enough. And I'd be like, okay, I'll go to the one under. As opposed to starting at the bottom and working my way up, I would have started closer to the top and worked my way down. Wow. And so I've had this realization. And so now I'm catching myself being afraid of stuff, not physically, like not, not emotionally, but like logically. And then when I realize that, I just think, Okay, so what do I want? And then when I figure out what I want, because I'm not emotionally in, involved with my fear, I just do that thing. So, like, I caught myself like, oh, do I want to be, like, am I just afraid to quit my job? Oh, I'll just quit my job. And then there was no more thinking because I just, like, realized. It was just, like, a, it's just a logical switch for me. Wow. And so I, I started thinking about today, like, what do I want in general? that I can be able to govern my life against. So I don't have to like wonder about every decision. Am I afraid or not? Cause I can just say like, does this decision ultimately serve this thing that I want? And if it does, then I do it. 
like regardless of as counter justification. You know what I mean? Say that again. So like when, you, when I come you just to do it. Right. So like, for example, if I if I had a, have like a framework of what I want, right? Yeah. If that framework is make enough money that I never have to worry about money again without sacrificing my health. Oh, this is why you put together a mission it. statement. Right. Because because I since I don't feel my fear. Because it gives yourself direction. Right. <laughs> because I don't feel my fear so like strongly. I need a way to like figure out if I'm afraid. And if I'm doing something that doesn't align with that, and I have any just any justification is not a good justification for doing something that doesn't directly align with what I want to do. And so Dude. Okay. <clears throat> I just realized something. Oh no. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I Yeah. I'm very in touch with fear, like on other indifferent things. But right, I am, I'm being do. propagandized by my subconscious on failure. Like my oh, subconscious, yeah? like whenever like I'm about to go into a situation where I could fail, it just like diverts me. Right. But you're not like thinking you're afraid of failing. You're just like, oh, no, I can't. I'm not going to do that. That doesn't sound fun to me. I think it would be socially more acceptable if I did this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) Something is a good reason for you not to do that thing. Wait, so is that exactly – is that the same thing that it does to you or is that like – is it different? Because you said you're not uh, in touch with the fear part. And so like... Well, for the failure, it's the same. For failure, I don't feel it the same way. But like for you, it might be the same thing. Dude, like, it happens all the time. Like if... Like here's an example, okay? I don't like doing puzzles. Like, like you know, like puzzles? <laughs> I yeah, know you don't like doing puzzles. And the reason yeah. I... My subconscious is like, you don't think puzzles are fun. But it tells me that because right. it, I just sit there and fail for like an hour or two. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like you know, um, like the game Operation. It'd be like if you were playing Operation with the puzzle piece and I'm like sitting there piecing it to all the other pieces and it's like, meh, 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 meh. Like it's just like, it's just an exercise in failing over and over and over again. It's interesting because like, even as a child, you kind of like get that feeling, and you can see when a kid loses at a game. One of the first thing they say is, "I don't even like this game," <laughs> <laughs> right? But a kid literally never says that about a game that they win all the time. <laughs> no kid is ever like winning, unstoppably winning, dominating everyone. Dude, and I've actually, like, I've actually seen like situations where. Like, especially in childhood, like when I was growing up with people, where they would be dominating something, like a sport or whatever it was, like they'd be dominating what they're doing. And then the moment that they, like, became average, like like other people caught up to them, they just, imme- like, they're not even bad. They just, like, the moment that they're not dominating, they just, like, hate the game. I don't even like this game anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's That's the thing. And, like... 
Oh my god. I've heard about studies. I've heard about studies that when you when you are raising children, you should not praise them on how good they're doing. You should praise them on how hard they're trying. So like if a kid's failing a bunch, then you should be like, wow, I can't believe you tried that hard. I can't believe you put that much effort in. Great job. Because the next time they'll like start to value things that they can work harder at. If something's too easy, they won't like like it very much because they can't work very hard. Uh-huh. Whereas if you like tell a kid, "Oh wow, you're so smart, you did so well," then they'll only do the things that get them that gratification. So they'll do only things that they succeed at. Oh my god! Now you're messing with my own childhood, dude. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! You're screwed up, Cam. You're screwed up. Oh. <laughs> No, dude. But that's that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Oh. And this goes into the failure thing. Because you wouldn't oh mind failure if, all, if what you valued was effort. Right? Oh. If you valued effort, then you wouldn't care if you failed. But the issue is that when you're when you are told, like, great job, you got an A on this paper. Instead of, like, great job, you studied three hours. That was amazing. You studied really hard for this. No matter your grade. That's what, like, you know, incentivizes the good effort. Dude, you're like, you're like opening like the door that I wasn't supposed <laughs> to open. And I like looked in there and there's like this whole machine behind my behavior. Not good behavior, not good behavior, you know? And <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not okay. This is what I've been thinking about. This is what I've been thinking about recently. About, are you relating it to yourself or are you relating it to like how you're going to raise kids. I mean, both it's important. It's important to think both ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started, <laughs> so yeah, back to the original thing. I then focused on what I want. I told you what I want. I'll say it again, making enough money that I never have to worry about money again without sacrificing my happiness and health. Right. So there's three things that I had to define in that definition. What is enough money? What is happiness and what is health? Right? Yeah. And (laughs) enough money. And I'd love to get your take on this. What is enough money to never worry about money again? Right? Because like $200,000 a year. Dude, I feel like I feel like there's an amount of money that's so high that I start worrying about it again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right you know what i right. mean you a sweet spot right like, i feel like because once again lottery money lottery money is like worry money if you're just, winning like i'm just creating 500 million dollars right if you have 500 million dollars then you have the worry of everyone else asking you for money yeah dude i i would be like excommunicating like if i just fall off the grid i won the lottery there you go <laughs> no you'd have to tell me no, I would disappear, man. I would disappear. I would. I wouldn't tell a soul. My wife wouldn't even see me. See, listen, like, listen to this. I'm though, just Cam. kidding. I'm just kidding. If you had, if you won the lottery, you'd go out somewhere into the woods and never spend any money. <laughs> Something you can do now. <laughs> I know. I know. That's the thing. Is I'd go out into the middle of nowhere and I would just be doing what I could already be doing. There's no Current. winning. There's no winning. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's the thing. That's I've heard this by from so many rich people, like through interviews of rich people, they say things like 
when you get rich doing something, you just do that more. <laughs> like you earn the, the the ability to do the thing that made you rich forever. Like you just continue to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like if you get rich being an actor, guess what you get to do for the rest of your life? Be an actor and act in movies forever. Is you that know? good or bad? It depends on if you like it. What what the, oh. the point is? It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, like how you're much saying, there's people that like hate acting, but they're just so dependent on it at this point. Well, what I'm saying is like, the money is totally irrelevant, or the amount of money is totally irrelevant. Because if you're doing something now that you hate for money, what's going to happen is you're going to end up doing that later for money. <laughs> like no matter yeah. how much money you get, so by being really good at something you earn the ability to do that thing more. And so you better just do the thing you like because whether it makes you a ton of money or not, you're going to have to do that later. <laughs> so wow. if you like hate what you're doing to make money, the only difference when you start making money is that you'll have to do that more. <laughs> and so, yeah, the, the amount of money you make should be way less informative on your decision to how much you like the thing that you're doing terrence uh this started off as me being a therapist for you and it it flipped <laughs> pretty quick man <laughs> now i'm your life coach yeah now you're, now you're my life coach oh my gosh uh, oh jeez. um wow all right so you just got to start doing Could you what imagine what being a, a psych psychologist or a psychiatrist and taking on a patient <laughs> just totally changes your life <laughs> <laughs> like they're paying oh you 250 dollars an hour and the notes you're taking are like i need to stop smoking mm -hmm. yeah but how did that make you feel i should only do what i love take time for me like you're just taking notes for your own life about everything that they're saying. Oh could you imagine? <laughs> that could be that that could maybe even be a movie. Where, a comedy, uh, yeah. yeah someone be... is showing up and just being like, "Have you thought about you know where you're going in life?" <laughs> to the therapist. So what is know. what is your plan for the next five years? The, the therapist <laughs> asks the man and starts just taking rigorous notes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty funny. Well, yeah, so I had to find those three things, money, happiness, and health. Yeah. But the most interesting of those things was happiness. I was like, what does it mean to me to be happy? Like, what do I need to be happy? And I thought it would be a lot of things. And it was like a very not lot of things, dude. Yeah. I had so much trouble thinking of more things, not because I didn't know it made me happy, but because I was like, there's not more things. I agree. You know? I'm I'm with you on the happy part. It's like the bar is so low. So low, dude. Yeah. And like I can tell you what they are do... right now. Oh, let's hear. <clears throat> I think to chickens. No, no, I the, <laughs> the chickens are on that list. No. They not are. Not specifically. Not specifically, well, right? Not specifically, but but a thing that encapsulates the chickens. Yeah. In in this I mean this could open up an entire wormhole of more psychological issues that I probably have. But, <laughs> but like the first one is my family. 
Um, my mm-hmm. like I don't know what it is. My family makes me happy. When I'm around my family, I am happy. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm around you, I'm happy. That's because I'm family. That's because you're family. But like when I'm around like my family and my best friends, I'm happy. And that and that's like that's not like that's it. Like that's like the thing that just keeps me going. And then mm-hmm. the second thing is I think and I don't know where this stems from psychologically. I don't even know if it's bred into me evolutionarily, like with evolution as a person, but I feel like I have to have something dependent on me. Right. Like my dog or my chickens. Right. Like it makes me feel like, like, like being a provider. Yeah. 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 Being a provider like makes right. me happy. And I don't know why I don't like being a provider for like everyone and everything. Right. Like if there was yeah. like a, a stray cat, like I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like it has to be like in my control, like under my circumstances, <clears throat> but like my chickens are like low maintenance and they make me happy because I feed them. Like we have this relationship and they like squawk at me. And then like my dog, she like, she makes me happy cause she looks at me like I'm the world, you know? And like mm-hmm. I feed her and I rub her belly. Yeah. And, uh, and so like, those are really the two things that make me really, Oh, the other things are like activities mm-hmm. like playing soccer makes me happy. And, um, like as long as I have like something to do, like a, like either a sport or a game, like we, we play magic sometimes or, um, you know, whatever it is, those types of things. So that's it. I mean, that's really the whole list. I don't have anything else. Like hobbies, like cooking is a hobby. It's like, it's like remarkably few things, right? Yeah. Like, what's on your the list? amount of money? It... Okay, so you had we have we we share two things. I've heard a lot of people say the provider thing. Yeah. And I, that for me is just not a thing. No. <laughs> I I have no instinct, no instinct to be a provider, and that's not to say that I can't do it. Because I definitely can do it. Yeah. But it's not like something I, I strive for. It's not like something that brings me overwhelming happiness. But on my list is like job satisfaction. Yeah. So just like, and that could be like erased once I have enough money. Right. But like, if I'm going to spend eight hours a day doing something, I better be satisfied at least with what I'm doing. Like, yeah be fully happy to like at maximum happiness right um i should be satisfied with my job i should have the flexibility to travel so traveling makes me really happy but not in the circumstance of like yeah it's a long weekend (laughs) yeah yeah do whatever you want this long weekend or with your 14 days of vacation time yeah you know like um, so I don't really like traveling travel. if it's only a day or two, unless it's right. like a city that either. I'm driving. <clears throat> right. I, I, I don't like it. Either. I, I like to be places. And so having the flexibility to do that makes me happy. Um, and this goes with like, uh, well, these kind of can all be matched together, but like guiltless 
slash present quality time. You know what I mean? So like when I can either spend time with my girlfriend without thinking about having to do something else or like when I could be at home and like playing video games without being like, I should finish my work or like, you know, without like just, just quality time that I can do stuff, watch TV, play video games, stuff like that. Um, learning and hobbies. So this is similar to like you said, cooking, playing guitar, magic. Yeah. You know, just have some time to like pursue a, a different thing that you're not trying to be a pro at. <laughs> just like, yeah. Let me learn Japanese, see how far I can take this. Um, and then finally, relationships as well. So, like, that's friends and family. And those things, both of our lists, yours with the provider does cost a little bit more. But, like, both of our lists, the amount of money required is not super high. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, the only thing that's, that costs money for me are learning and hobbies like flexibility to travel doesn't even cost money <laughs> i like as long as i can travel that's ultimately like oh i can go there if i want to yeah that might cost money at some point but like for you the only thing that would, the money you need to make you happy and this is like above the bottom of maslow's hierarchy of needs so like uh -huh. above like food and and clothing and shelter after we have that, the only things that we need money for to be happy are like magic cards, a soccer ball, yeah, maybe a league here or there, and to provide for your family. Yeah, that's a, so. A, back to your question of like, what's the number where you like stop worrying about money? <clears throat> for me, it'd probably mm -hmm. be like at this point in my life, it'd probably be like somewhere between three and a half to five million dollars is when I would just like not. Like, money just wouldn't really bother me. Right. See, I put, and this is because I, interestingly, because I live in a place that's, like, two times as expensive as where you live currently, mm -hmm. at my current rate of expenses, I think $10 million would be, like... Oh, really? And it's not even, like, I'm sure you're thinking about it in the same sense, but, like, I don't need $10 million to be happy... But when I had ten, if I had ten million dollars, I would never worry about like I would I would just do the things I want to do, not worrying about how much they cost because I don't really buy expensive things. Yeah. And so with with ten million dollars, it would be like I have ten million dollars. I'm never going to worry about money again. I could be totally fine on five million dollars. Yeah. And yeah. be happy. But at five million, I might still be like, wait, how much? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we should go to this restaurant every night. You know? Yeah. Oh, uh, that, yeah. I guess, I guess like if it was like that, where like if I was just doing any, it'd probably be like $20 million if I was just going to any restaurant and doing whatever no, I, no, the no, hell I wanted no, no, at any no. point in time. No, 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 no. I mean, like for, for your lifestyle, for you, what, what would you worry about? Like, cause you have your wife, you're going to have a kid soon. Yeah, I wouldn't, like, um, worry about those things. But I'm saying, like, if I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want at any given point in time, I mean, like, 200000000 million? Let's do it. <laughs> right. Get that but, Lambo. like, I want the minimum. The minimum. The minimum. Because yeah. I don't – I'm never going to get a Lambo unless I just, like, stumble onto a billion dollars. I'd right? get it. If I had – yeah, no, if I had $2 billion, I mean, it, I dude, I – Dude, if I had $2 billion, I feel like I'd just end up giving a bunch of it away. Like, I, I, I wouldn't even... I, Dude, I don't even think... 
I don't even think I could buy. I don't think I could own ten luxury cars at any given point in time. I there's like there's like something about me that likes driving the same, like not luxury car every day because then I can like throw my trash in the back. You know what I mean? Or like I don't like my smelly shoes can just. I can just toss them in there, you know, like, well, see, that's why you have your non-luxury car, but then you have your luxury car, but then you also have your luxury convertible. But then like, what if you want to tow something? Gotta have your truck. Dude, I just like, I no. couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, 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 I could what do if like you want to take a family cars. vacation. I could do like, gotta have it. Gotta have the van. I could do like three cars max between me and for the family. For the yeah. family. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, I don't know. It's like, dude, it just starts getting to this point where it's like, it's just like too much to manage. I feel the same. And so I was thinking 10 million in the, the way I got 10 million is actually just, uh, I did like the 3%, not, you know, there's a That's 4% rule. You did 3%. I mean, I, I did like three or four, three to 5%. I don't know if it's the same rule right. that you're talking about, but like, I just took like market interest rates and then multiplied it by that amount to get a salary and then be like, that's what I could live off every year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was, I did 3% living off 3% of it. So $300,000 for me, my, you know, wife in the future, possible three kids. And then that like includes traveling and housing and, and like, I think $300,000 is like an amount that you don't have to worry about. Whereas like, $150,000 $150,000 with three kids and a house. Well, there's market risk. There's market risk. So, and then risk. That's the yeah, thing. So yeah. like if you have $10 million, uh, it doesn't mean that it's going to be worth $10 because you, you have to do something with that $10 million. Like yeah, if, you have to put it in. The, if it's all it in, in the, cash in the <laughs> bank, then you're, the, you're, the, you're facing currency risk. If no, it's all I was cash. Thinking, I was thinking – I know that market risk is the thing, but that's, I was thinking like if I had $10 million in the bank, not in the bank, in investments and I'm getting like a return and I'm spending 3% a year total of my total, then that's like the amount that I think that I generally wouldn't worry about it. That Yeah, that's where I'm at. And so, yeah, I think, and this is obviously like, I don't need $10 million, Yeah, but like, I shouldn't do something that won't allow me to have $10 million. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so that's, if, if this is my goal and I'm not, a, if I'm not afraid, then I'll do that, you know? And so because this is part of my thing, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm not going to do anything that I can't have job satisfaction, flexibility, travel, quality time, learning hobbies and relationships. Um, anything that causes me to neglect my health, Anything that there is no feasible way for me to get to ten million dollars. If 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 something doesn't meet one of those criteria, then I just shouldn't do it. And that's kind of the direction I'm in right now. Nice. I like it. That's big. That's big. Big breakthroughs. <laughs> yeah. That's <clears throat> we're we're over time. But um Good I like talk. it. Yeah. We we got to dive deep into <clears throat> my childhood and all sorts of messed up subconscious things about me that 
I didn't realize. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> <clears throat> I know. I'm going to be staring at the ceiling. Um. All right. Well, anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everybody. And this is a message from our sponsor, Sina 4 Brewery, the beer that you put in the back. Yeah, so do you know why you put it in the back? Why do you put it in the back? It's because you don't want your friends to take your good beer, so you fill the front of the fridge with, you know, your decoy beers, the beers that, you know, you can find on every every street corner, the ones that don't really hit the palate just right. So you see, say the special ones for you, the sign of four, you put that in the back. But on the special occasion when there's no one coming to your house, when you're not hosting, you know what you do? What do you do? You fill her up. <laughs> you fill up your fridge the whole with sign thing? of four. You know what I just the realized? You know what I just realized? Why why would you just put them in the back when your friends are over? Why don't you fill up your whole beer, the whole fridge, with the beer when your friends are over? You should treat them. They're your buddies. Yeah, no, not me. No? My friends can drink out of the other the other fridge. I get yeah. all of the sign of four. But, you know, it's to each his own. They can drink out of the own. garden hose in the back. <laughs> That's for all I care. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I get the good stuff. Well, you want to fill up your fridge with Sinophor. So, so Connor, tell us about tell us about this company. What are they doing? What's what kind of seasonal beers do they have? What uh, what's what's the hot take here? We make all kinds of beer. You know, we'll make whatever you need. Uh, anything to make sure you quench your thirst and get that little bit of buzz that you're always looking for on the weekday or the weekend. You know, whatever whatever floats your boat. Right, whether it's from an Oktoberfest, a Mexican lager, uh, an IPA, or a stout, which you guys so kindly uh, sponsored on this podcast, uh, we'll make whatever you need. So you're telling me you guys do special orders? You have the number, Cam. You know who to call. All right. Hey, that goes out to all of our listeners. If you want Sinophore Brewery, this is the place to get it. This is the best beer in the Midwest. It's not even a question. We, we tested every single beer that's available in the area, and this is the one. And so it's the one you put fill in the back. Fill your fridge. Yeah, fill your fridge. Fill your fridge. With sign of four. With sign of four.